Hey there, beautiful souls. I'm Colleen Lockoff. And I'm Meredith Lockoff. And welcome to Spiritual Sisters with Sass, the podcast where two sisters with a passion for spirituality and a touch of sass come together to explore the exciting world of self-improvement. That's right, Colleen. We embarked on this incredible journey together, diving into different self-improvement techniques, yoga practices, and a whole array of life experiences. Yeah, and through it all, we've managed to create lives that are abundant, happy and constantly evolving. It's been a wild ride, hasn't it, Meredy? You bet, sis. We've got two very different perspectives on life, but that's what makes this podcast so special. I'm all about diving in head first into life's adventures and embracing every challenge with a bit of sass. Well, Colleen here, she's got her own unique approach. Yep, that's me. And I'm all about the yoga, mindfulness, and finding my zen. And together we make the perfect balance. So whether you're looking for some wisdom, a few laughs, or just some heartfelt stories, you're in the right place. We're here to share our personal experiences and insights with you, all while exploring the wild and diverse world of self-improvement. Grab your headphones and get ready for a fantastic journey with us. Spiritual Sisters with Sass is here to uplift, inspire, and keep it real. Thanks for tuning in, lovely listeners. Let's dive in spirit and sass. Here we go. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to um, Spiritual Sisters with Sass. We have gotten some interesting feedbacks on the on our um, podcast recently, and one of the feedback that we got was about my sister, Lynn, and her bisexuality. So today we decided that that was what we were going to dig into and chat about. So we're going to dig into Lynn, and we're going to actually go way back, because I will tell you that even though the first time that she publicly dated a woman was... Uh, well, when in the last 10 years? Yeah, 2019. Well, okay, so within the last five years, yeah. even, um, I have known that my sister was bisexual since we were 15 or 16 years old, maybe even earlier. So Lynn, why don't you tell us when this started for you? First of all, tell us how you knew that this was something you were interested in, or that you knew that you were bisexual. Uh, you know, sometimes I get asked this and I'm like, I don't even know how to say or like when it started or what, but I remember when talking to you, like you weren't surprised. Not at all. No. When yeah. you told me that you were seeing a woman, I was like, oh yeah. And what is she like? Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't surprised yeah. at all. I remember Where some of our family was really shocked. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking about my youngest daughter. I, she's like, what the fuck? Because I was ending an 11 year relationship at the time. And she calls because my partner had called her and said that I was a lesbian and that uh, I had left him for a woman. And uh, I mean, he told everybody this story, which it was, it wasn't true. Um, and so my daughter's like, are you a lesbian now? Who is this homewrecker? And I'm like, okay, this doesn't make me a lesbian. <laughs> 
<laughs> like this means that I'm like that I am with a woman and also like are you surprised like I said that to her because over time I had started to express like more outwardly that you know I found very masculine presenting women attractive I remember saying like oh my god she's hot or they're hot um when I would see someone and nobody really said anything because I wasn't like publicly dating people but you and I went to a ceremony in the middle of fucking nowhere <laughs> and um if you remember we went to a women's circle and so we were yes yeah remember we were in the women's circle yes. and um there was a person there that I found attractive very yes. androgynous looking and um I remember coming out of the house that we were in after having a big share and we looked at each other and they said, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, I was actually going to ask you the same thing like that. It was just like a knowing. And so off we went and we just spent hours talking. And it, it turns out like it was, it was an interesting situation, but this person had, was transitioning and, um, and this and was on plant medicine, just so that everybody understands we were, we had just finished plant medicine and then we had a quick share and then it was like go explore yes the earth around you kind of thing and so then Lynn just kind of disappeared and during that time while she was gone I'm telling these people like this medicine's not really doing much for me and then all of a sudden I have this great appreciation for my sister and all the things that she had done for me and then she comes back and she's with this this other person and she had prior told me like, I find this person incredibly attractive. I'm not sure what it is about them. And I was like, oh, I can totally see that. Like I knew that that was, that was a thing. So, and then you came back and you told me. I mean, I remember saying, I want, I just want to go cuddle. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you guys, didn't you guys lay down by the water or something and just talk like yes. kind of snuggling, but like on the dirt? Yeah. 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 And so, and, and I was in a partnership at the time. So I was like very respectful of that fact. And that person and I continued to talk and we actually talked about, so with my partner at the time who had experienced several different um, experiences with different genders had told me that, like I said, I've always wondered, I just haven't found the person that I want to do that with. And he had said, if you ever do, make sure you explore it because he had explored it and he found it to be like a part of discovering himself, right? And that never bothered me. We yeah. met, he told me about it immediately. And, and I remember kind of being jealous about it, but I had never found a woman that I was attracted to enough to actually sleep with <laughs> because- women yeah. have vaginas and you know that's not what I'm used to now now when I say going back I'm talking about when we were 15 or 16 years old though and you and girls would make out and I always people would be like oh they're just doing it because they're drunk or oh they're just doing it for the attention and I was like mm, I don't know that she is though because I knew for you that wasn't what it was about it was actually about exploring that side of yourself well, it wasn't to get the attention. That. Well, I didn't think it was about getting the attention. From you the say that. And literally, I would tell you it was about getting the attention. It was about getting male attention. Oh, yeah. So it's that's what you said. But like, I could see it wasn't. Right. That's really that's funny. So I do remember a couple times we went out. We went out with uh, our sister-in-law 
and we were partying and well you don't party but I partied I remember that night I was getting triple <laughs> triple tequila fucking what is that when you do like Kahlua milk vodka and coke it's a mudslide oh, a paralyzer. white russian a paralyzer i was getting triple oh, tequila yeah. paralyzers in a mini jug Ugh. i know <laughs> like that was how i partied and i was dancing and then the chick beside me i was she said something she's like you're so attractive i'm like do you want to make out and she's like yeah and so we started making out and then you know just kept doing our thing and we were talking about like i don't know fucking around and then uh anyways it didn't kind of happen she's like i gotta talk to my boyfriend and blah 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 and then i remember my sister-in-law was like did I see you make out with a chick up on stage? I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, whatever, it's fine. So there were like a lot of those times, but I don't even think I like thought much of it. It was just something that was kind of fun. And, and you know, if it ever got serious, I'd be like, no, uh, that's right. I had like a threesome yeah. with my husband. I forgot about all of that. Like, as we're sitting, I better add that to my sex inventory. Actually, I'm doing a sex inventory <laughs> for AA right now for my steps. And I'm like, oh, I got, I've got my people on there. I think I've got every one of them. And I'm like, but wow. there's a couple places here and there where I forget like, oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, I did that. But it, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work out the way I wanted to ever. So it, it was like kissing and that was about it, right? Even my threesome, yeah. I said something rude about a hairy vagina and then she was like, take me home. And that was like kind of how it went. <laughs> like I, I had, you know, Fair. I was young, I was 19. So yeah so then this is it my partner at the time gave me the permission to do whatever I want and I remember he said just don't tell me and that didn't feel good because I have a history of cheating on partners so I and I was really moving into my spiritual like awakening and being honest and conscious communication and exploring my sexuality and so I told him listen I've met someone and they're not into men at all. Um, but I, I, I want to explore and we've had this conversation about it, but like, will you come and meet them and have dinner? And like, I don't know, like maybe you watch, I don't know what this looks like. Um, and I remember he was like, kind of put off by it, but, and he's like, you're not supposed to tell me. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't feel good. And then to be honest, it didn't work out because we made plans for dinner. And then that person canceled last minute. And I had a big thing about flakiness. And so I was like, nope. Yep. And just like cut it. Yep. And then I met someone who told me later had been like kind of quietly stalking me online for a year. And then reached out to me and started talking to me. And I was still with my partner. And we kind of started talking and I was attracted to her um she yeah and and then it kind of like we talked a bit and then I don't know it's, I like coached them and they got pretty pissed at me and and then we stopped talking and then we ran a giveaway and the, my social media guy messaged me and said oh blah 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 one I'm gonna send them this email and I was like oh my god it was her and I was like it's okay I'll reach out funny enough she thought that I like 
orchestrated the whole thing, which is not how it happened. But I thought, oh, well, then the the universe is directing me to her. So Divine we started timing. talking. But my life was also kind of falling apart in my in my personal life. I was taking my 300 hour teacher training. And for anyone that's taken teacher training, I understand that there's like, it's an incredible, like breaking open. And so I'm starting Evolution to admit, who you are. yeah, I'm starting to admit that I want to actually like explore with this person. And I don't want to be with my partner of 11 years anymore. And that kind of started there. And then it was an interesting evolution into, cause I didn't want to cheat on my partner. And then it was fair. Yeah. And so we, and I had already decided we're done. So I remember going to teacher training and I said to them, her, to her, I was like, I want to be more than friends. And she's like, um, okay, we can unpack that. Um, And I said, I, you know, I have previously cheated and that I don't want that to be how I end this relationship. Um, I've, pretty much told him I'm complete because something had happened in which I was really upset with him and um and then yeah I remember coming home from teacher training and she we had made these plans to go see this banjo player at this local place in Chilliwack and uh we went and I remember my partner was quite upset and I said I don't understand why you're upset because you had given me permission to do this and that night he said, I'm and you were broken up by then. Were you not? No, we were still together, but we were talking about breaking up because I was, I was, okay. I had, I hadn't yelled at him since I met him 11 years prior and I yelled at him. I mean, that was a big fucking deal. Like it, it was a whole thing anyways. And so I had said like, I'm so fucking sick of this. And then I left basically. And then I came back, we went on this date. I, I remember she tried to kiss me. I was like, do you want to start a relationship with me cheating on my partner? Because then you're not going to trust me. Okay. So don't do that. Uh, Cause I really want to. <laughs> and then I remember I went home and my partner was like, I'm taking it back. And I'm like, you actually don't have the right to do that anymore. Like I'm yeah. done with this. Actually, I'm done with you. And I'm done with this. And I remember then my daughter was struggling. So I went over to the island and lived with my ex-husband, his girlfriend, my two kids, <laughs> her kid in a two bedroom house. <laughs> I was on like, I was in my, in the dining room on my daughter's bed. One was here. One was there. We were all living. It wasn't that bad, but like I had taken time away from my partner and that like, I, that's when it ended. And that's yeah. when it began with the woman and I remember but also her, didn't like, begin because she was in Chilliwack and you were on the island so there was a conversation that began she came more to so the than island. the relationship she yeah came to the island right before she got the knee replacement <laughs> and that's how we started relationship was with her getting a knee replacement and then like I'm a nurse and so it was an interesting and then I went back and I actually spent a lot of time at her house because we had a breakup, my partner and I, and continued to live in the house for five fucking months after our breakup. Because we we sold the house, but the conditions were five months. <laughs> so that was yeah, fun. I remember. Yeah. 
And I remember being, I also was contacted by him with picture. He had, he was, no, I came down. I came down and you and I went for dinner and we were sitting having dinner and you had just shown me a picture with your phone of said person. And we're like, so I think I'm going to explore this. And I was like, oh yeah. And that's when I, you were like, you're not surprised. And I was like, why would I be surprised? And you were like, are you upset? And I was like, why would I be upset? And then as you were pulling your phone back, your face changed because that person walked up behind me in the restaurant we were at because he thought you were lying about who you were out for dinner with. He thought that you were out for dinner with her when in fact you had told him, I'm going out for dinner with my sister and I actually don't want you there because I want to talk to my sister. And he walked in and just like made himself comfortable and then continued to be a total dick. And so we actually ate quite quickly and packed up our stuff. And we're like, I said to him, I can't believe you showed up here and I can't believe this is how you're acting. And we packed up our stuff and headed out of there. Um, we, did we go back to your place at that point? No, or did, is that you, when you took me back and introduced me to her? Yeah, you went and met her. Yeah, I remember. And that was one of the reasons we had gone for dinner because you were like, I'm not sure if I should, how we're going to play this. And I was like, let's go. I'm, I'm down to meet her. Yeah. And we had talked about a few things with it because of course being sisters we talk you know like I was like okay so have you done the dirty with her have you done this are you guys what was it like how are how is this experience is it what you expected because like I said I've known that my sister was bisexual since we were in high school I knew that without a doubt that there was this curiosity that she was exploring even though she told me it was about the male's attention I could tell there was this curiosity that she was exploring within herself so when all of this came up for me, it was what it was. It just, it is what it is. This is just who my sister is. And so then of course, family calls me and I want to say my brother and my sister-in-law called me and were like, what is happening? And I was like, why are you guys even surprised right now? But I guess they just didn't see that side of you. They didn't see or feel like, know that you even had that really in you. And they kind of, contributed it to the crazy side of you instead of just part of who you were and exploring yourself yeah so it was a really interesting thing because there was a lot of judgment from a lot of our family um with acceptance though yeah like if I'm if I'm not wrong um because I feel like even though they had their opinions and stuff also me reiterating to them that like you know like this is just who she is this isn't a phase this has always been a piece of who she is don't judge her for it. Like, I don't understand what's happening with you guys right now that they kind of looked at themselves and were like, you know what? She's right. She's, it's not like she's just all of a sudden flipped the road. She's running on both sides of the road now <laughs> is essentially what I feel like ended up happening. And I feel like a lot of our family accepted it relatively quickly. Yeah. But what, a way, to, what a way to come out of the closet in so many ways is to be like, so I'm dating a woman. Well, unfortunately, the way I was outed was actually by my partner telling everybody yeah. that I was a lesbian. Like he literally, because I, I hear this a lot. And not in a nice way. No, people are married and now all of a sudden they're gay. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not yeah. how it works. Yep. And it doesn't no. necessarily mean that just because someone wants to explore a relationship with someone of the same sex that they don't still like the opposite sex yes so I mean for me it was some cases that's not the case some cases people do have been you know they're trying to pretend that yeah they pretend they're someone they're not until they just can't take pretending they're someone they're not anymore like 
And for me, what I've seen from, and now again, I am not, I would say at most I was bicurious, but I, I, at most, okay. For the most part, I just, I'm a straight blonde girl. That's where I come from. But from what I have seen in the um, LGBTQ um, era and people that have come from that is that they get a choice of living in this uncomfortableness of pretending they're someone they're not, or living in this uncomfortable of living who they actually are. And either road is uncomfortable for them. They're not happy or comfortable in either one, but they're happier to just be themselves and be authentic and, and be judged, but also to be judged and, and um, what's the word I'm looking for to be judged and, and picked at for being themselves also is super uncomfortable. So on, in all honesty, for me, I see some of these things and I'm just like, wow, like what, which one's harder? It's going to be harder to be not who you are to me. That would be way harder for me to pretend I'm someone I'm not. Did you feel like there was any place in your life that you felt like you were being someone you weren't because you weren't exploring that side? No, because I do feel like I was open about it and that it was just about finding the right person and then finding, I mean, it was her, she was the right person. And, um, and she was, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, I, I, there's, I, I'm always worried that she's going to hear this too, but there's like judgment from other people that I know that know her that say like kind of her thing is getting straight women is getting straight women. So she was, regardless of if that's true or not, she was very gentle and kind. And I remember saying like, you have a vagina that scares the fuck out of me. Um, and she was like, you know, you don't, don't yep. have to like stress about it. But then like when the time came, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. This is fine. I've got one of these. <laughs> I know how to work it. <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> that was very freeing. And my experience wasn't one of, of any picking on or judgment, because even if people were judging, I could fucking care less at that time, because I felt better being authentic. And now I was able to yes. say like, whoa, that person's hot. And then literally the next person I was with is trans. Yes. And I didn't know that that would be like, I remember talking to the person I didn't know and we were having a conversation and they told me they were trans. And I was like, oh, I, this, no, I can't do that. And now, now can we just clarify here? Cause I have a lot of people who also ask me this question. I have a friend who is a trans woman and then your ex was a trans man. And so trans woman means that they were previously a man who has transitioned into a woman and if they call themselves a trans man they were a female who has transitioned into a male so just for some clarification on that because I know a few people get confused like well what is what if they are a trans woman it's because they were a male before and they have transitioned into a uh, female and if they are a trans man they were a woman who trans transitioned into a male now can you give us some clarification on non-binary please. Okay. After I just like pick at the microaggressions within your language, if you're okay with that. Oh, all right. This is, this is awesome because what it is, is like very eye-opening, especially it's like things you don't know. So what you're saying is like, they were a woman and now they're a man. They've transitioned into a man. 
that's that's not like necessarily and again i'm not trans so this is like based on experience of like dating trans people and 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 hearing like more um it, it's it's less about identifying as a man or a woman and more about the fact that they are in a body that doesn't suit what they are inside so it's not like they were a man and they transitioned into a woman. It was like they the were in body, a body that they occupy has transitioned to suit who they are. Just throwing that out there because we don't, you know, there's this like preferred, what's your preferred pronoun? That's a microaggression. It's not fucking preferred. Who prefers to be like, to identify as a certain way and have their external experience uh, appearance be the exact opposite so it's not preferred pronouns what are your pronouns period yeah. and things that i think that none of us know yeah. based on privilege right because like, we're not here? because we don't yeah because we don't experience these things so yeah. for me even saying those things no idea that that could be offensive yeah that being said in the world we're in now, and I'm not picking on any gender whatsoever, in the world we're in now, I think we've gotten a little bit too sensitive about a little <laughs> bit too much, but that again is a my opinion, that is and that's where, and that's where, this is why this is such a great podcast, because I have very differing opinions, <laughs> I have learned a lot because I do have a trans friend, and I was family with, um, with your trans partner, um, and so I'm not trying to be aggressive or offensive or any of the things. It's just that for me, these are certain opinions that I have. And when people ask me for clarification, because I don't know, but I will answer because of the experiences I have, here's the answer I have for you in that. So, okay. So go on. Let's talk about non-binary because okay, that's another so one that um, is hard, hard to clarify. Right. Um, I mean, basically, and again, I'm not non-binary. So I think, you know, the, the LGBT community is really like a spectrum of, of it's, it's so inclusive of all the things. And then, and then sometimes not just throwing that out there. Yep. Um, and, and so non-binary means to each person, whatever it means, generally it's like not identifying with, with either gender. You know, often people will look rather ambiguous, like, um, like the, it's just, it's general, it's uh, androgynous, like the, the, there's not like a particular um, feminine quality, or it can be both, like people that like, that are fluid, right? You can hear gender fluid, like today I'm feeling very feminine and I'm going to put on makeup and da, 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 da. Tomorrow I'm going to fucking shave my head or take out my extensions and, you know, like shave off my eyebrows. Like it's whatever the person feels in those moments, which could also be like totally neutral, like nothing. I don't feel male, female, whatever it is. And, you know, um, Michael Singer speaks about this in Living Untethered. He says, you know, like get to know who you are. And that part of you of who you are is not your body. It's not your emotions. It's not your gender, that yeah. part of you, which you can call the soul, you can call the impartial witness, you can call your Buddha nature, that part of you has no fucking gender. Like a soul doesn't have a penis, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we are basically that, and we present in this earth school, in these bodies, 
in gendered form, whatever that might be. And right now with inclusion, it's like not just assuming that you see me and that you assume I am female. Well, and it's also really interesting because people see me, short hair, all the tattoos, the things, and I am often, often associated or told, asked if I'm a lesbian or if I'm a dyke are often words used, um, which don't judge people based on their hair. That's like asking a guy with long hair if he's gay. Like, no, I just look really fucking awesome with short hair. So I rock short hair. <laughs> so it's it's very interesting how we will also throw these labels onto people that you have no idea who they are or what they do. I also often get, well, you must be a tattoo artist or a hairdresser. No, actually, I'm a life coach, an addictions coach, and a bookkeeper. And when they hear the bookkeeper part, they're like, wait, what? That's not what a bookkeeper looks like. And I'm like, well, maybe you should change the way you would anticipate a bookkeeper to look like. I'm not the old lady sitting at her desk anymore. I'm the tattooed girl with short hair who kills it at your bookkeeping. So it's interesting how we put these things on people because of our own opinions or own beliefs in what we've seen in the world. Right. So, but also person, they, there is right here, nurse, 20 years in the emergency department and went to med covered school into a doctor. Yeah. Covered in tattoos, covered doing all the yoga things, like very interesting. Okay. So when we, when you first joined the LGBTQ community, you and I had a few conversations um, because it was not quite what you had expected, I guess. I had no idea what it even really was, what it looked like within that community. Um, and we had a few conversations. And one of the things I want to say that I want to bring up was just very interesting that you had said in so many ways that you were like an elite. So explain to us if I may be even using the wrong word, I may have, that could have been my, my perception of what you said. So explain to us what conversation we had that that like taught us about or taught you about what it's like to be within that community so have you ever heard of the wheel of privilege I don't think so okay I uh, it's the wheel of privilege and power and it's a way to explain um privilege so I, if you're okay, I'll just share it actually. So if you are, you know, if you want to come and see this, then check out the, um, either Google wheel of privilege and power, um, or come and check out like the YouTube part. So this is it right here. And we're not going to go too deep into it because it's a whole different conversation, but the closer you are okay. to the center, the more privilege you've had. So let's just look white cisgender man. Cisgender means that you are what you appear to be kind of idea, right? Cisgender men is a man that is... Um, it looks like a man. Right. That is heterosexual, kind of like blah, 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 blah. Um, male, heterosexual, without disability, neurotypical. So this gets into like how people are with ADHD and autism and such. So neurotypical means like without any... You're typically, Issues. you know, wired normal. It's a better way for normal. <laughs> Stable, okay. mental health, bilingual in official languages, post-secondary education, owns property, is rich, is a Canadian, this is for Canada, is a Canadian citizen, yeah. 
is a colonizer or a settler and is white. Okay, so I mean, we can do that. Yeah. So this is what would be considered the most privileged, which is really is, interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. And in this thing that she's got in front of us that if you could decide to look up, it's got like what your wealth, your citizenship, whether you're indigenous, skin color, gender, sex, sexuality, um, persons with disabilities, neurodiversity, mental health, language, formal education, your housing, wealth, like, wow. Yeah. The things that will give you privilege and power and it's funny because I feel like just not knowing about this yeah. lets you know how privileged you are <laughs> yes yes right okay, so if we stick to we can totally get into this at any other time I fucking love this I use this as part of trauma-informed teaching but let's look at gender and the most privileged person is a cis gender gender man and then the next privileged is us cis gendered women then yeah. Isn't this interesting? Trans men, because they're men. And yep. then and then the least privileged trans women and non-binary people. Okay. So then when we look at our um sexuality, heterosexual is the most privileged. Then what do we have? Gay men, because again, men. Men. Wow, right? And then lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, asexual. So, I mean, there's a lot. Asexual is like, doesn't want to have relationship, doesn't want to have sex, isn't really interested in that part. And there's more to it. Don't get me wrong. Pansexual, I've been told that that's me, that I'm pansexual, that I like, I love whatever. Now I've heard that pansexual means you could be in love with trees and fucking dolphins and fuck them. And there are people that do that shit. And that is whatever it is. The idea that I have gotten told about being pansexual is like, I love the soul. And I like that because that is how I feel, because I don't care if you yourself are gay, straight, bi, um, whatever it is. Um, And so then am I bisexual? Because am I bisexual? Because I am I with like women and men? No, but yes. Right. I've been with trans men. Not just one, yep. right? Um, I have dated lesbians. I, I'm not really into other bisexual women because then I know those women sleep with men and that kind of grosses me out, which is interesting, right? Very interesting. I know, interesting. but that's what I like. If someone says they're bisexual, it's kind of a turnoff. Now, if I met that person and then I liked them and then found out they were bisexual, would I cut them out? Like, absolutely not. That's That's not it so that's kind of the idea of being pan is that I'm just like I'm open to the person so it's interesting that you know the least privileged lesbian because of woman bisexual so I'm going to stop sharing and then share with you that like at that time I was dating somebody who was questioning like non-binary are they trans like what are they and so we were dating I guess you could say and I was sharing like being new to it and feeling so so included in the LGBTQ community and all of that and they said you know like that's great for you it's because you're a cisgendered bisexual woman like that's it like you know when you sleep with a guy that's fucking hot when I or when you sleep with a girl my bad that's fucking hot when I sleep with a girl, people call me a dyke. 
people call me a fake man. So you're accepted. And then there's a lot of like discomfort. I think it's smoothing out again, not my experience of, um, of the trans community being included as part of LGBTQ. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That there's definitely, kind of like there's a privilege. It, I feel like, see, this all comes back down to the same conversation we had in last week's or not last week's, the weeks before conversation, where we talked about what we were taught in our subconscious and how that becomes your belief. Because even though as an adult, I have made choices about how I feel about the judgments of others. And now I'm doing a course right now that also just said that judgment is actually having a thought or opinion about someone and expressing it. That's a judgment. Whereas having it inside your head is not necessarily the judgment. It's not expressing it. So this was really interesting to me. Just wait, but where do you hear also, that from? I may or may not have heard it from this great program I'm taking for past life regression through you. Oh, here. You. Um, <laughs> So within that, though, I can also see how like we'll come at something and be like, I'm not being judgmental, but or even just for me now, I'm going to say this and I don't want it to come offensive, but it was like a reaction in my head. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything, but I saw a um, transgender female um, who was working for Canada Post and was wearing she was dressed in her trans like she was dressed um probably i'm not sure now because is the transgender or is there still transvestites like is that still a thing i mean not really okay see i don't even know these things but she okay so she must have been a trans woman not um, necessarily and <laughs> see and even that so in this for me though when i initially saw there was so many masculine pieces to it that it felt right. like either one she was going through just starting this process so still had like the facial hair stubble still had all of the things um and in her being a woman she was a very masculine woman and initially i was very like caught off guard and so immediately that makes me go oh your subconscious is talking because in my opinion i want you to be who you are authentically are no matter who you are if you're an asshole we actually need you to continue being an asshole because you teach us things so i don't care who you are i don't care what you look like but my initial reaction was oh shit and then i sort of like processed the thought that i was having so that's what i mean by i wasn't i'm not trying to be offensive here it was just that that initial ego reaction inside of me was a oh, holy shit oh shit something along those lines of like whoa and then I hope everyone is who they want to be you know because that's a choice that I'm making in my conscious mind so I just find it very interesting the processes that we go through to find out who we are yeah right and I feel like that's been I think something more lately you have explored over the last five years is who am I who do I want to be what does all of this mean, if anything? You know, it it became that I actually started to resent men. So I was boy crazy. Then, you know, I started exploring. Then I kind of went, I mean, I just, it's not like I chased after any anybody or anything. It was like these people presented. Sometimes I wasn't even like fully attracted in the beginning. It was like a grown love that that was created or happened or whatever it is. And then this deeper exploration. Um, and then I started to be a little bit like harsh on men, like all men are this. 
all men are that. I even have a judgment about Latin men, right? I, I yep. live in Costa Rica. Or I spend a lot of time in Costa Rica and I, it's a very machismo, they call it machismo culture where men are kind of like, it's the patriarch, you know, the Costa Rica is 10 to 20 years kind of behind um, North America, Europe. And um, it, it just, it's very like, I mean, they have signs everywhere, like no molestar, like don't just touch people. That's not allowed. They've made it illegal. You could go to jail if you just grab a woman's ass. It wasn't against the law until not that long ago. You could just walk up and grab a woman's ass and she had to put up with it. So it's yeah, a different crazy. culture here. And it's like, it's always like tranquila, tranquila, like chill the fuck out. You white women are so boring because there's a problem with them fucking eight different women so I yeah. and this is not everybody but I I started to kind of like put it out there like I based on my past relationships which is actually based on my subconscious belief that I'm a fat piece of shit I don't trust men because they've yeah. hurt me yeah. and so I had a judgment about men I had a judgment about Latin men clearly so I was still dating women the only dating app I went on was a like a lesbian dating app. And I was dating women in Vancouver. <laughs> so I would come home, meet them. Or well, I was dating um, women and, and, and trans men in Vancouver. And I'd come home and I meet them and I, I formed some deep relationships. But it was also very difficult to be over here all the time and trying to date someone over there. So it was a lot of like yeah. phone stuff. And and then I met a Latin man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Who is bisexual, yep. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And not when you told me that, I don't think I was surprised about that either. Right. So here's my experience now. So I was contacted, like I was asked to come to Canada to run the yoga in a I festival. I want to say the name, but I'm going to be fucking mature and not do it. Okay to run a, the yoga in a festival in Canada for pride, okay? And I said, yes, I did not confirm my flights until it was confirmed. I have the fucking Facebook message that says, yes. Okay, perfect. This time, this date, here's what you're doing, okay? I book my flight. I get there. It was September. I was staying with you. I get there and yeah. I get a message, not even from them. But from it was my three assistant. days before we were supposed to go. What? No, a couple weeks. Couple weeks. Are you sure? Yep, I am. Yeah. Okay. And um, I get I get a message from my assistant that's like, I'm so sorry. Like, they went with somebody else. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I had met my partner in the last couple of months, and I had a couple posts on there like, this is my partner. It's his birthday. He's amazing. I love him so much. And now all of a sudden I'm not teaching at Pride. So what am I? Yep. Like there's there's the privilege of bisexual just down the fucking tubes though. Because now I don't count as queer because I'm with a man. It I get it. It's okay, confusing so to other people, but like who fucking cares? So what is the definition of queer then? Because I've heard that one a few times as well, which is the LGBTQ yeah. of it. It also has a plus mark now. But well, what's definition of queer in the background? So strange or odd, okay? 
denoting or relating to a sexual or gender identity that does not correspond to established ideas of sexuality and gender, especially heterosexual norms. Okay, so I feel like that does suit you in many different ways. Yeah, that's um, as I well as in relation to your yeah, as well as in relation to your sexuality for sure. Um, I remember telling my old best friend we 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 ended and it kind of I don't know I had a lot of anger. So when I was still on the island, Vancouver Island, with my family, I messaged her and she came over for the day and we went out and we talked about like this fifteen year friendship that we had had that ended and that then we didn't really talk anymore and we did some like repairing and then I shared like I I like this woman I want to be with her she also wasn't super surprised but she did say so how do you identify as she was leaving I was like what do you mean I identify as Colin she's like no but like like are you bisexual and I was like I don't I don't know what to say here because I just, I de- nothing has changed about me. I'm, yeah. I'm just a, gonna fuck a woman. <laughs> like that's it. Like nothing else as well there. as men. Yeah. What do you mean? How do I identify? I remember being like off guard yet. It was a respectful question for her to ask me. And then she said, what do I tell people? <laughs> like, I don't know, dude, whatever you want. I'm bi, I guess I'm bi. I feel like bi is not the right word though because bi means two right yeah that's why I identify as queer yes yes because you don't fit to the normal standards Mm -hmm. of what people think and you're not heterosexual so I feel like that's quite fitting and that's a that's a good one um yeah this is it's such an interesting conversation because I know for me there's been a lot of learning within this um as we've gone through this um is there any misconceptions that you want to address or defunk, debunk, debunk, debunk? That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, in 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 the LGBTQ as you know it, and then you guys, you're welcome to comment below as you would like to clarify between even our understandings of it. But tell me some misconceptions about bisexuality that you feel, if there is any, that you yeah. feel you would like to address within this. Yeah, there, I mean, this comes up a couple things. And I I felt like, you know, when's an appropriate time to say this. So once I opened up that, I loved it. And all of a sudden, I mean, like, I was putting out the vibe. And I, I was like, it was great. I was getting a lot of attention. And I really enjoyed it, which is why I think I stayed like, in like in the the dating of women and stuff for some time is because I really started to trust them and um it's like it's what what my original temporary girlfriend had told me was like that's the essence of a woman is that they understand you because they are a woman and it's something that a man will never get and I felt that I felt that deep, deep, deep down inside. I must also say that like the partner that I have currently under, like I feel seen, felt heard at a deep core level because I think that he understands women better than any man I've ever met. So there's- And what makes him, so, so let me just quickly interrupt. What makes it so that you think, or what, what work has he done or what 
what has come to him that has made him understand this level in a different way? Yeah. See, I don't know how much I can share, but he did tell me like, feel free to share because he's pretty open okay. too. So, yeah, you know, he he and if it was him a, and I sitting here, he would tell me as well. Yeah. So let's dig into that. He has a history of, of abuse in his life. And, um, you know, his dad was machismo and, you know, didn't like abuse him as much. And he was kind of raised more by his mom and his sister. And, you know, they, that like, even when we met and he was like, you like that, <laughs> what he was doing to me, he's like, you can thank my sister. She made me go to a pussy eating course when I was 17 years old. <laughs> like, so he was like, and, and she would always say like, don't do this or make sure you do this or blah, 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 blah. And like really instilled some female values upon him. And so I don't think okay. he's ever been though he's like done his thing with sleeping with a bunch of women and, and whatever. Um, I don't think he's ever been like a typical dude. And I say that and see now that could be offensive to a typical dude. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. it's he's not the kind of person that like just because a chick walks by means he has to look. Or that he wants to fuck her. Or that he's going to get a heart on. Like, it's like, it, he has this deeper respect for women that I haven't really experienced in a man, in a, in a cisgendered man. Interesting. So okay. when I started getting the attention, I loved it. And I actually met a woman uh, at the gym and we started to talk. And I thought I knew her because I had seen her standing outside of this care home that was right by my house. I had seen her many times. And uh, it turns out, it, actually, they were twins. This woman in the oh. gym and then this person I saw all the time, they were different. Um, and so I was like, that that's so weird. They're twins and they're gay. And I told the girl that I was dating at the time and she said, yeah, babe, because it's genetic. And I didn't know that. I didn't know it was genetic. She's like, well, how do you think that like this is okay? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything. I'm 39 years old and I'm discovering this. So I don't yeah. know. And she's like, yeah, babe, it's yeah. So then she spent a little bit of time kind of like teaching me about that because historically, right? You get like, you go and God like beats it out of you or you before like the God work or even after the God work was the mental health facilities that people were checked into because they were gay. Yeah. You know, and it's like this idea that you can just like turn it on and off, mm -hmm. you know, and that that's, that's not, I mean, you can, it's called being fake or being real. There's Fair. your switch. Fair. Yeah. So for me, that's a big misconception. And then the other parts have just been like, yeah, it, that LGBTQIA plus is a very inclusive community. I mean, it is and it isn't. There's sometimes like in any community, there's like the elite. But what I do know is if I'm somewhere and I see a flag, I feel safer. You know, I'm in a country right now that is actually LGBTQ friendly, that has legal gay marriage. You know, and and that feels safer when I sit in I, I know that one time uh, my partner and I were driving in a shuttle 
and we were we were there with queer people I mean it was clear and obvious it took two seconds to you know watch the two women holding hands and blah 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 anyways I remember we all just like got along immediately so at the same time it's like any community it's like we found each other and there's safety in it there's safety in the numbers and so I appreciate that which is why I started to focus on queer yoga right and not just that like inclusivity is is it's not just being gay it's being a bigger bodied person it's being uh an older person it's like any kind of non-typical which is now known as marginalized you know yoga teacher trainings and I this is a total side shoot that I can always get lost on but it's like who's in yoga right now 80 percent thin white young middle-class women that's who's there teacher trainings yeah go fucking go on instagram and watch people doing fucking hollow back uh, handstands and fucking birds of paradise and a bunch of bullshit things that like aren't that easy to do (laughs) they make it look so easy there you go there's that thin woman in her fucking sports bra that doesn't have a stretch mark on her body and this is where you're gonna go fucking you're gonna learn yoga from her you're gonna learn to be a teacher from her cool that started to just start driving me nuts and then the more that I'm like dating women the more that they're commenting when they look on my Instagram wow so everybody in your class just looks the same hey I know yeah I know yeah so I mean but also that's all inclusive because you don't say oh you're a white woman who's young and skinny and da 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 you can't come that, you're like if you want to come and learn about yourself please do yes. but also those of you that are bigger bodied women that are non-typical please come and learn about yourself as well so okay so I feel like we should end this off with this one last question to you okay What advice would you give to someone who is exploring or coming to terms with their own bisexuality or sexuality in the context of the LGBTQ community? What would you say to those people that want to come out and tell people how they are and who they really are, but are struggling? Oh my God. Because you didn't really have that struggle, but you've been authentically you. So what do you, how would you encourage those people? This, I... I don't, I'm not going to expose the person that came out to me. Um, when this person came out to me, I was just like, so happy for them and was like, explore. That's what I said. The other part is like, I, I do think that like in, in anything that I do, imposter syndrome is a big part of like that rears its ugly head you know that I'm not good enough part down there so I do always feel like an imposter like who the fuck am I to tell anybody like give anybody advice about coming out um and then sometimes I hear like uh you're someone who's come out (laughs) like what what, trust yourself and so I mean if 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 someone was telling me like I don't know what to do I mean I do think that safety is a thing you know, we are like in North America, in many parts of North America, we are safe to be who we are. I'm safe to, you know, do a podcast, do this, do that, but that's not everybody's experience. So I do think it's like specific to each person and the situation that they're in, because if it could be unsafe, 
then err on the side of caution. And here's another piece that I do say to my clients, because when they start to do the honesty thing, they start to overshare. And they'll say, I don't know if yeah. I'm oversharing right now. And I'm like, there's no such thing as oversharing, but there is, because you know what? Not everybody gets to hear your fucking story. Not everybody has a right or deserves to hear deeper, the yeah. most authentic, vulnerable parts of you because they're assholes. So yeah. not everybody needs to know for you to be authentically you, you don't have to fucking tell every single person you've ever met that you are gay now. <laughs> like yeah. whatever that looks yep. like it's like no the, the like like what was demonstrated here the people that know you know that you're not gay now <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and from what i'm hearing from what you've just said is basically if they are concerned about safety that they need to find an lgbtq community to come out to first where they can feel safe in that and once they feel safe in that, they might be able to come out to other people because once they feel safe in one place, they may feel safe in other places and have a safe place to go back to if yes. it's not safe when they come out. Yeah. So very interesting. Well, I enjoyed this conversation. Not that we haven't had it a time <laughs> or two before, but I hope you guys all learned something from this conversation. And I hope that you'll join us next week again when we come out with more of our amazing deep vulnerable hard to have conversations so thank you lynn for exposing yourself on this one and uh we will be in touch you guys see you soon okay thank you Thank you for joining us on this spirited journey today. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of self-improvement with us. Two sisters who found their own unique paths. Remember, life is a tapestry of experiences and it's how we embrace them that makes all the difference. So whether you're on your yoga mat, exploring mindfulness or simply navigating life's twists and turns, always keep that spirit and sass alive. We are Kalin and Nerdy Lockup, and we're here to remind you that happiness and abundance are within reach. Stay connected with us on social media and keep those questions and stories coming. We love hearing from you. Until next time, beautiful souls, keep doing the work, keep sharing your experiences, and keep living a life that's authentically you. And never forget to add a little extra sass to your day. Spirit and sass, always. Oh, oh, oh.